Hi everybody, welcome to the Women's Dating and Confidence Podcast. My name is Amber and today I want to talk to you about the math of dating. And the math is in your favor, so that's good news. Before we get into that, I want to make sure if you want to join the next cohort of my coaching program from Dating to Exclusive, that you are on the waitlist. First of all, so you can guarantee your spot and also so that you can get a $200 discount off the paid in full price. So the way to get on the waitlist is to check out the link in the show notes or the link in the bio of my Instagram page. So we are getting started first week of March, but we're enrolling before that. So time is running out and I'm so excited. Okay, now let's talk about the math of dating. There is something that I share with clients called the 2% rule, and it's basically made up, but I think it's very logical and it helps. So one thing that Brooke Castillo talks about a lot is there's the math and there's the drama. So for when she talks about starting a business, there's a math of how many offers did you make and how many people said yes to those offers and your sales page and et cetera, et cetera. So there's just the math of like, here's what you need to do Here's how the numbers add up to achieve your goal. Or if you have a weight or health or fitness goal, it's like, what are your macros? What are the calories? What do you need to do? How much do you need to exercise for what amount of time? That's the math. There's just the math and there's no thoughts and feelings in that. It's just what needs to happen to make the goal happen. And in dating, we have the same thing where we have the math, which I will explain to you. And then we have the drama. And another way to think about drama is doubt. So any doubt that you have, any thoughts and feelings that you have that make it difficult to execute the math portion of the equation, that's your drama. And that's why we have coaching to work through the drama. But sometimes it's really helpful and grounding to come back to the math and kind of remember the basics of how this equation works and how it will always work. It's just a math problem to figure out. So the 2% rule is based on an article that I read somewhere. And it was just like a for fun article by somebody who really loves statistics. And this person was trying to figure out what is the percent likelihood when you go on a date for that person to be somebody that you're happily married to. (laughs) So you can already see that would be very difficult to actually figure out statistically, Um, but you can kind of imagine the math that you would do. You would think, okay, well, 50% of marriages end in divorce, maybe 50% of the ones that last are happy, that's 25%, and like working back from there, and how many dates does the average person go on, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that brought them all the way down to the statistic that you have a 2% chance when you go on a date for you to be happily married to this person. So I'm curious, what do you think about that? Does that make you feel hopeful or really upset? (laughs) For me, that makes me really excited. And I'll tell you why. 2% sounds like a really small number, two out of 100, right? But that's also like one out of 50. And if you're going on a date per week, like I instruct my clients to do and like I teach them to do, and maybe you miss a week here or there, then you're going on about 50 dates per year. 
And that might sound overwhelming, but one date per week is not overwhelming. That's one person per week for an hour or two. So that means it's possible for you to meet somebody that you will be happily married to within the year. And since you're human and we fuck it up sometimes (laughs) with the first two or three people, you know, it might take max like two years two to three years. And then also just considering just because it's a 2% chance, that doesn't mean it's the very last person at the end of the year. It could be the very next person. You have a 2% chance with each person that you meet. So this changes a few things about the way that we think about dating. First of all, it kind of brings it down to an equation of like, hey, like in a big way, it really is a numbers game. But also since we're human and since it's not just about meeting the right person, if that's been your sole strategy of like, well, I'm just waiting for the perfect person to make it all work and I don't have to change anything about myself or my approach, that can extend that timeline. And that's where I see like clients that I've had who have been single for eight years. And it's not because they're not meeting the right person. It's because something needed to shift in their approach and their mindset and the way that they were dating people. And then as they start to make those shifts and learn those things, they're able to create a relationship with the next person, that that 2% person. So we want to kind of see that the math is in our favor. Like you stay on the path, you stay the course, and you keep meeting people. You will meet people that you have the potential to create an awesome relationship with. And it also changes the purpose of all of those other dates that you go on that are not that person. First of all, if you may just have to date some people that are not your person, you should really change your mindset to enjoying that as much as possible and having as much fun as possible and not always entertaining the idea that it might never happen just because you happen to meet one of those people who is not your 2% person. And then secondarily, those people that we are meeting are our practice people. That's where we get to practice bringing out different sides of ourselves and being more playful or bringing in more depth or speaking up for things or asking for exclusivity. So just because somebody wasn't your person that you're going to end up being happily married to doesn't mean there was no purpose in you connecting with that person. And like I said, we're all human. So, you know, we might mess things up some of the time. We might take the wrong approach or not show up in the right way to be in alignment with the kind of relationship that we want to create. And that is the purpose of meeting all of these people because we can learn things in a podcast and that's where we get the information, the new information that we then get to apply to these connections that we're having. But ultimately, we can't really skip learning things with real people. So that's a summary of what I like to consider the math of dating. And no matter what thoughts came up for you around this idea of 2%, first of all, just keep in mind that's a random statistic that somebody made up. It's not actually scientifically proven or anything like that. But when I heard that, I felt like that was a useful thought to have because it gives validity to the fact that it is special when we meet somebody. It isn't every day. It is very unique when we meet somebody that we connect with on all of those levels, but it's also not impossible. It's not that far away. It's not crazy out there. 
And we will meet those people when we just put one step in front of the other. And that's what I want you to see your dating life as. So think about a hike and it's point A to point B and you just have to take a certain amount of steps. So you really want to believe and have the thought the entire time that you're just several steps away from being where you want to be and meeting the person that you want to meet instead of the entire time on this hike thinking, does point B even exist? Where am I going? I'm never going to get there. I'm just walking in circles. Nothing is happening. You have to trust the process and the math that you are Point A is a certain amount of steps from point B and the math adds up and the math is in your favor. So just keep putting one foot in front of the other. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to me today. If you enjoy this podcast and you're listening on Spotify, you can now leave a rating on Spotify. I don't think you can write reviews, but it would be really awesome if you did that because it's a new feature. So It hardly has any ratings on there. And I'd love for more people to find out about the work that we're doing here and to learn more about dating. If you're listening on Apple iTunes, you can leave a review by searching for the podcast as if you're looking for a new podcast, clicking on it, scrolling all the way down, and then leaving a review down below. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.